higher than your standards. You don't mess with Texas, and you don't mess with me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lax Awareness. I am your host, Melissa Lax, and welcome to the first ever full Bravo recap episode. I am so excited about this one. Uh, We are going to be recapping this season of The Real Housewives of Dallas. So I'm going to do some of my episodes on my Dallas recaps and some episodes on non-Dallas recaps, the regular episodes. But this episode is a recap. Uh, I love this show. I loved it ever since season one when people thought it wasn't that good. I thought it was brilliant. These ladies are fun. They uh, are quick. They're like New York. They keep the pace going. They're interesting to watch. They're not catty and obnoxious like OC. They're not boring like Beverly Hills. Uh, They are fun, interesting, and this first episode definitely shows it's going to be an amazing season. Uh, So I am going to get started. Here's my PSA before I start. If you are listening to this and have never watched Dallas before or looking to follow this season with these recaps, I highly do not recommend that. My recaps are not going to be a one-by-one shot of the episode. My recaps are going to go through each scene and pick out the hilarious, interesting parts of the scene. Yes, I'll give a full, like, top-line rundown of the scene, but I'm going to kind of pick apart uh, the really hilarious things going on in that scene and the sad things and the happy things. Who knows? Uh, but I don't recommend listening to this if you have no idea what's going on in the show. And cue me losing half of my listeners. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. All the other half that do know what's going on in the show and do love the show, get ready because this is going to be fun. Okay. So we're going to start out from the beginning. And this season, they opened up with the trailer. And sometimes Housewives seasons do this. They open up with uh, this season on The Real Housewives. Sometimes they put it at the end of the first episode. You never know. It's kind of like a crapshoot. It's kind of like a surprise. So this season, Dallas opened it up with the trailer and boy was this a trailer (laughs) first of all I don't know why nobody is talking about this but they opened it up for two seconds this is how they opened up the effing trailer two seconds of a bunny funeral uh Brandy's kids pet funeral and Bravo loves to do this where they show they don't show the scene right away They'll show sounds of the scenes and you hear a funeral and you think something terrible happened and then they show and it's just a bunny funeral. And don't get me wrong, pet funerals, they're terrible, but they they make it, what I'm saying is they make it more dramatic than it is. They do this a lot where they show uh, clips or you, you can hear clips of people and it sounds like they're having sex and you see and they're just hanging out on the couch and it's really dramatic. But nobody's talking about how... They just showed this bunny funeral for literally two seconds. 
And then they start the trailer. It was a very, very weird <laughs> transition. If you had, if you didn't catch it, go back and catch it. I thought it was like one of the weirdest transitions I've ever seen in my life. I didn't understand that. But anyway, going into the trailer, they then really ramped it up with shots of Leanne's wedding. And the whole Leanne's vows and the priests talking to them. And in between those shots, they showed different parts of the season. And what I thought was fantastic was basically the entire trailer was to marching band music, which I thought was was wonderful, fantastic. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was fantastic, but it was just fantastic. Uh, they did this once in New York where they did it all to like that. Da, 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 I think it's just hilarious and it just makes you laugh. And I had to note that as well. <laughs> um, so the whole trailer was in marching band music. And the one other thing I wanted to say about the trailer is this new Carrie looks really evil. I'm going to get into this, but I'm not a fan of her. Uh, I don't. I think she's too too much and she's gonna be annoying so we'll see if I'm right but anyway (laughs) going into the episode I'm not going to talk about their opening lines either because even though the episode was great and the season looks great I think all their opening lines are really lame and I'm really disappointed we'll get into that another time but I'm not going to talk about that now because that really upset me so we start the episode with the 20 split screen thing that all these Housewives episodes do where it shows what everybody is doing. Uh, the one that I loved was the podicure that Cameron took her dog to. First I said, what the fuck is this? But then I was like, wait, this is really, really cute. But then I said again, what the fuck is this when the dog came out with pink hands, which I thought that's a little much, but I do think the podicure idea is really, really cute. I believe a lot of pet care places do this. I could be wrong, but overall, I just want to say that was really cute. But don't put pink on your dog's hands. That looks a little ridiculous, especially if your dog is brown. Uh, Yeah, but out of all of these, what are they doing now? I thought that was that was very, 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 very cute. So then we eventually land on Leanne, the national treasure of this franchise. Queen Leanne Locken. Fun fact about Leanne Locken, which... I don't know if a lot of you know this. Some of you probably know this, but I don't know if a lot of you know this. She, if you go back and rewatch uh, a 90s hit, Miss Congeniality, I don't know if it was in the 90s or the early 2000s, Leah Locken was in that movie. She was one of the background pageant dancers in the final scenes when Sandra Bullock uh, performs at Miss America. She was one of the pageant dancers. It wasn't Miss America. It was Miss United States. I know they they changed the name of it, but she was in that. She was one of the pageant dancers. She's very hard to spot because she looks completely different, but she's in that movie. A great movie, a great movie of my generation. Uh, and she's in it, and I think that's a wonderful fun fact about Queen Leanne. She went from that, I think she was in some other reality show about Texas before this, but then she graced us with her presence on the Real Housewives of Dallas, and she has not disappointed ever since from season one, where she 
went psycho, hit a tro- moving trolley while she was in a fight outside to season two where she was on pain medication and accused the other Carrie, who's no longer on the show, accused her husband of being gay and going to gay clubs and doing inappropriate things <laughs> to now which is amazing and I think she it seems like she's grown up a little bit but who knows Leanne never disappoints and that is why she is the queen and deserves the fucking Emmy award and we open with her at a wedding venue store meeting with a woman named Prash, which is hilarious. And I kind of want to name one of my future kids Prash. Uh, I don't know if that's this woman's real name, but it was it was great. And she is this wedding venue coordinator. We also meet Leanne's wedding planner who is the Kevin Lee of Dallas. Uh, Kevin Lee was the Lisa Vanderpump's wedding planner in Beverly Hills and this guy is literally the splitting image of him and that was amazing. (laughs) Um, We see Leanne's new first confessional look and I must say she looks gorgeous. Her hair is down to her ankles. She has this fishtailish braid going on with some glitter or sparkles. I don't know what the hell is in her hair, but it looks amazing. I thought she looked better than ever. The fishtail she did, I want to do it every single day with all my outfits. Bravo. Five claps to you, Leanne. A plus plus. Confessional look, amazing. Uh, so yeah, so they're talking about her upcoming wedding. Leanne said how the Dallas Kevin Lee is great. He's so good that he farts glitter. And what Bravo did, which was also great, was they did an edit where while this guy was laughing, there was glitter coming out of his butt. And so far, I'm like, this episode is great. I am so in. (laughs) So then they continue to talk about the wedding. Leanne is inviting 300 people, which is outrageous. I didn't even know you could know 300 people, but apparently Leanne Locken does. She is going to have two wedding dresses, which is a classic Bravo move. And she confesses. Well, not confesses. She admits that she will not be inviting her former BFF, DeAndre Simmons, to the wedding. If you all remember last year, DeAndra basically admitted and told us that her Leanne's fiance was cheating on her. And from there caused their huge falling out, their huge implosion of their friendship. And since then, they have not spoken. And we'll get more into that. But Deandra, as of today, is not going to the wedding. And then after that, we proceed to... uh, We proceed to find out how much this wedding's going to cost. (laughs) It seems like it's going to cost uh, half a million dollars, which is also absurd. And I'll just leave it at that. 
So then <laughs> we go to the next scene, which is Deandra and Jeremy. And Deandra, her backstory was she is a Dallas socialite, very, very wealthy, comes from a wealthy mom and stepfather. They had this huge beauty company. And she's been trying to take over the company from her mom for the past two seasons. She's been on this franchise. She finally got it last year. And now it's failing. It is a failing company. And she is driving it into the ground. And I kind of feel bittersweet about this because, yes, that sucks for her. But she was whining and complaining for the past two years how she wants this company. And then she finally gets it and she uh, drives it into the ground. And now she's complaining that her mom set her up, which I do not think is the case. I love her mom. I love Mama D. I think she is a brilliant, smart woman. I think she said, okay, let me give this company to her and see how she can handle this and see if her moves are correct and smart, kind of like a test. And Deandra failed. <laughs> so the company is going under. Deandra has this crazy conspiracy theory that her mom set her up. They have about three more months before the doors officially close. So Deandra is in a shitty situation. But she still has the hot husband, Jeremy, who's looking a little scruffy lately. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. But he's still hot, still cute, and seems like their marriage is okay. But who knows? We'll find out later what the hell's going on there. But either way, Deandra is dealing with the failing company. She's dealing with Mama D. There was an Instagram post. Well, I'm going to talk about that later in the next scene, which I thought was... 12 stars, brilliant. I'm going to talk about that a little later. But let's get into Stephanie. Beautiful, sweet, pure Stephanie. <laughs> America's sweetheart, the Real Housewives fan favorite across the entire network. Stephanie and Travis. Now, this is what I was talking about. Bravo always does this thing where they don't show you the scene right away, but they show you the sounds, and it sounds like they're having sex. They showed the scene with the sounds. And then they showed what Stephanie and Travis were actually doing, which was riding those hoverboard things uh, around their beautiful mansion. <laughs> so we open up with them riding these hoverboards, chasing each other. Travis looks great. Um, we come to find that Travis went to Harvard Business School for four weeks. He did that in the last season. And then he went back again. Who knows if he's cheating? Who knows what the hell that actually means? Stephanie mentioned that he's kind of going through a midlife crisis. He's doing all these crazy things, such as skydiving, manscaping, uh, who knows. But I don't know what that means. That all equals out to an affair, but how can somebody cheat on beautiful Stephanie? So we don't know what the hell's going on. But Travis seems like a smart dude in terms of business. He has this company, this like sports locker company. I don't know if you guys all seen those fake lockers that go on all like the kids' bedrooms and all like parties and stuff. I guess that all comes through him and he's done pretty well for himself he went from like a six million dollar company to a 75 million dollar company I think that's what she said uh so that's pretty good so and he took it over from his 
dad. So Stephanie uh, starts telling him that maybe you should talk to Deandra. I saw Deandra. She told me about her company. It's not doing well. Maybe you should talk to her. Uh, I think that's really smart. Uh, along with that, Stephanie talks about how she's going to be doing a friend intervention with uh, Deandra and Leanne, uh, getting them together, getting them to talk it out, a classic Bravo move. And Travis goes into saying how, you know, you girls, the way you fight is so petty and so dramatic. You know, when guys fight, you know, it's two seconds and then we're done. And I'm sick and tired of hearing this. <laughs> On every single Bravo show, we hear it on New Jersey. We hear it on Beverly Hills from all the husbands. Shut the hell up. We get it. We know how guys fight. We know how girls fight. If girls didn't fight this way, there would be no Real Housewives. Amen. Mic drop. Boom. Okay. (laughs) So then (laughs) we go into what... I think is the Teresa Judice household. It's very Teresa Judice adjacent with all the kids. But no, we are at the Redmond house, a.k.a. the Dallas Zoo, <laughs> with her girls, Brooklyn and... Oh, my God. I just completely blanked on the other one. Either way, they're all named B, like the Kardashians, which is so ridiculous uh but her boy the boy that she adopted i think it was last year or the year before bruin is very very cute uh a plus on adopting that beautiful boy he's very cute uh but her girls are psychotic running around the house being ridiculous uh the one brooklyn the 10 year old she talks about Definitely 100% reminds me of Melania Judice. Uh, she's kind of an a-hole. Uh, Brandy says she's 10 years old. She thinks that she might be getting her period soon uh, and calls her a little bitch, which I think is great. <laughs> you know, kids when they are that age are little bitches and I completely agree with her I think that's right on the nose so this whole scene is basically talking about her kids how they're wild and nuts and crazy and that's basically the whole scene so we can we can keep going I do really like Brandy sometimes she can be a little annoying but overall I do really enjoy watching her and I am glad she is still here uh later on she so the backstory, you know, she's had issues with Leanne for the past three years. Later on, she says her and Leanne are fine, but she says that every season, and then they're not fine. Um, so I'm very excited to continue to watch that dynamic. But that's Brandy for you, just about her kids, how her kids are little, little assholes. Great. Then we get back to Deandra with Mama D. They are going to the cemetery to visit her stepdad her stepdad's grave she did reveal that her original father killed himself which I had no idea I don't even remember that I'm sure she revealed that earlier in a season but it's really sad uh but she did say that her stepdad died of a heart attack which is also really sad the whole thing's really sad but I am going to talk about this one Instagram post, which I saw this week. And once Mama D and Deandra visit the grave, then they sit down on a bench to kind of reminisce and talk about what's going on with this failing company. It reminds me, and I saw this post and I had to post it, and it came from one of the other famous podcasters out there. 
it reminded me of Succession. If you are not watching the HBO hit series Succession, then you are living under a bridge. This show is fantastic. It is supposed to be uh it's kind of like talking about the people saying it's talking about like the Murdoch family, but it's about a family that runs this gigantic news conglomerate media company. They're like billionaires. It's four kids that grew up with this tyrant father and now they're all grown up and some of them are running the company with him and they're trying to take him down. It is so good. One of the Culkin brothers is in it. He is hysterical and one of my favorite characters. He's so brash and hilarious he is amazing uh this actor jeremy scott who's in it who's been in a ton of things he's been in the big short he's been in zero dark 30 he's beautiful and so good in this everybody else is so good in this i highly 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 recommend it and this deandra mama d business is very succession adjacent and if you watch succession you'll definitely know what i'm talking about so mama d and deandra start talking about the failing business and how Deandra is struggling and apparently she gives her mom around $60,000 a month from the company and she finally asks or she is asking her mom if she can cut that down because the business is being driven to the ground and that will help in, turn of, in terms of finances. And Mama D says, honey, I have so much money. I don't need this money. It's fine. You're only giving me this, only giving me this money for the housekeeper and the two private clubs. And she says also for like car gasoline. <laughs> very funny she says two private clubs like it's no big deal which of course it's no big deal to mama d um so yeah so she says yes you can take away my sixty thousand dollars and then the producers asked deandra would you give up your trust that mama d has access to so your mom has no control over you anymore in terms of finances and deandra said no which i thought was very interesting but i also thought was even more interesting is that they filmed not filmed but they showed the producer asking deandra this question this has been something that's been coming up in the bravo universe in terms of breaking that fourth wall they like to call it they did it all over the place on the real houses potomac this year and it was amazing they need to start doing this more often we are all smart enough now to know that these shows are filmed and they're not actually real world life these are tv shows <laughs> and showing things like this like the producers asking questions or showing uh the real housewives of potomac on another show on the real housewives of potomac that's something that we would like to see i think that's really interesting and i hope you all followed that that's something like the friends episode where they say you don't know that we know you know they know we know you know <laughs> um so yeah, so I hope you follow that. But yes, we, bravo, we would like to see more of breaking that fourth wall. I thought that was very, very interesting. And I love when they have the producers ask the questions. Um, yeah, okay. So that was a very bittersweet, weird, creepy, succession adjacent scene. And then we go into Cam, Barbie Cam. So... <laughs> 
Cam Cam's an interesting character. First, I just would like to say that they like to play these songs in between each scene. Do that on all of these shows. And the song that played after Deandra's scene before Cam's scene was something about how it's impossible to get paid, which I thought was a really shady producer insertion <laughs> if you must say uh basically referring to Deandra if you go back and listen to it very carefully the song is all about how it's impossible to get paid boom mic drop so anyway we're in Cam's closet Cam Barbie L Woods Cam uh Cam is an interesting character she is fucking obnoxious she all she talks about is spending money, how rich she is, how she's going in an expensive cruise, and how all she's going to do is spend money. She's very annoying. The way she speaks is annoying. The way she navigates the show is annoying. I'm not I'm not a fan. As you can tell, I am not a fan. But all you Cam fans out there, God bless you and Godspeed because she... Whew, she is a lot, but she is packing. She does have adorable kids, and her adorable kids were with her. And she was packing. She gets a call from Stephanie, and Stephanie invites her to this friend intervention she was talking about. Cam tells her, no, I'm not going to be here. Unfortunately, I can't make it. I'm going to be on my cruise. She hangs up with Stephanie. She talks about how she's glad she's missing this. She will not have FOMO from missing this. And she calls FOMO fun of missing out. Yes, take that in. Pull over your cars. Escort the kids out of the room. <laughs> uh, hold your gasps. Yes, she said fun of missing out. Even I, who is a 33-year-old not with it girl anymore. I don't really know the lingo, the kids lingo. I still know what that means. FOMO means fear of missing out. And what I had just said with the producers chiming in, the producers chimed in here and told Cam, nope, that's incorrect. It's actually fear of missing out. And Cam looked like a moron, i.e. L. Woods, i.e. Barbie. So... <laughs> I hope you all took that in. Yes, it was it was an interesting kind of hilarious, crazy moment in the episode. But it was still breaking that fourth wall, which I I loved it. I loved it. Um, Cam's also really messy. So as soon as she hung up the phone with Stephanie, she called Leanne to tell her that this was actually a friend intervention and Deandre was going to be there. Not that Leanne wouldn't know this. Leanne's on the show. She knows some of these scenes are set up and stage of course Leanne knows this but Cam's a messy bitch and called her to tell her and once again Cam had a dumb moment when she was talking on the voicemail and the voicemail cut off before she finished which I also thought was brilliant so I actually give this camp scene an A plus <laughs> hope we get more obnoxious A plus camp scenes in the future okay and then the next scene is introducing the new housewife, Carrie, who I said in the beginning, I'm not a fan of. She looks evil. You can't understand a word she says. She did say English is not her first language, which is fine, totally fine. But if we're going to have to look at subtitles the whole season, that's going to be a little much. I'm just being honest. Um, 
yeah, it's one thing if English isn't your first language. I get it. So maybe this might not be the show for you. Um, but she seems like very annoying. Not only that you can't understand her, but she seems a little too much. And she's going to barge in here and think that she can kind of run the show. That's the vibes I'm getting from her. Uh, which I don't, I don't really like. And she's against Leanne from the beginning, which I also don't really like because I am team Leanne. But we meet Carrie's whole family and the reason why she came on the show, she knew Deandra, she knew the original Carrie. Uh, so we meet her husband who does not seem to fit in at all. He seems like a very normal down to earth dude. Uh, so hopefully this show does not taunt him and taint him. Uh, we see her house. We see her kids who are typical housewife asshole kids. And right off the bat, I don't like it. I don't like her whole vibe. I don't like her whole family. I don't like her whole aura. So who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> but somebody I do love is Queen Stephanie, who we come back to. She invites Brandy and Leanne and Deandra over for this friend intervention. Um, what I also thought was really interesting for all of you Dallas uh, enthusiasts and lovers out there, Deandra and Leanne kept saying that they've only been friends for eight years throughout this scene. But in past episode, they said they've been friends for 10 plus years. So I'm a little confused about the timeline of their friendship. And that also really irked me because I don't know if they're lying. I don't know why they kept saying eight years and then 10 years. Yes, that's a long time. But if you think about it, it's not that long of a time. I don't know. I've been with Steve for 10 years. And yeah, it's a long time. But it's it's not like my entire life. I don't know. The whole thing is just very strange, very weird. The timing is off. I don't really get it. I just thought that really irked me. Um, but they walked in. They said hello. I think it was Brandy or Stephanie noticed that they're so much alike. They both even changed their hair color this season, which I thought was brilliant. They did both change their hair color. In past seasons, they both had jet black hair. This season, they both have this long, luscious caramel hair, which I really like on both of them. I think it looks great. Um, so even that just goes to show that there's hope. And um, I don't know why that goes to show that there's hope, but who knows? There. <laughs> Who knows? In Housewife World, if you change your hair color with your former best friend, maybe there's hope. Um, so they are fighting. They all sit down. And they start fighting in a calm way, talking about the past, why their friendship fell out. A new piece of information came up that Rich, Leanne's fiance after he found out that DeAndre accused him of cheating, he texted DeAndre saying that her husband, Jeremy, was also cheating. So there's a lot of cheating allegations going on, which makes for a really sad life for the housewives, but really good entertainment for us. And <laughs> it ends It ends with them kind of making up, kind of making peace, kind of making amends. I loved how Brandy tried to be the peacemaker. That was pretty hilarious. Um, I love you, Brandy. I thought that was great because you're not really the peacemaker. And you trying to be the peacemaker is one of the funniest jokes I've ever I've ever seen and listened to. Um, okay, so that's how it ends. And they all cheers. Cheers to a new year. Um, so who knows how this season's going to go, but 
A plus on a great first episode. Bravo, ladies. I'm excited to continue to recap this. For next week, we see Deandra's 50th birthday party, and she has a birthday roast. This is something that I've always wanted to do since I was 10 years old. I think it's a brilliant idea. All my friends out there, I want to do a roast. I want to do it for either my 35th birthday, my 40th birthday, my 45th birthday, any milestone birthday. I am so down to do this. So please take note of that. Okay. And on that note, we are going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Please uh, follow me on Instagram, mfreeds, F-R-I-E-D-S 26. Please give me a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for sponsoring the Oneg Shabbat. We will see you guys next week. I will be doing another Dallas recap, and then I am aiming to have another guest on the show. So it's a surprise. As soon as I firm it up, I will let you know. So get ready. Talk to you guys later. Bye.